Deja Brila Presents. Now, for those of you that are new to the show, every week I like to touch base on inspirational topics with inspirational guests who can help make your life a better one. So my guest today is an entertainer and she's an entrepreneur who goes by the name of Aviana in the Pure Root. So let's meet her today and hear all about her journey as an artist. Aviana. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yes. When I met you um, on a show that we did, another podcast, mm-hmm. um, your energy was so inspiring. And just hearing about your journey, I was like, okay, I definitely have to sit down and talk more with this girl. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so thank you for coming. Um, the now, feeling was mutual, by it, the way. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, Aviana. So let's get right to it. You do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, for those who do not know who Aviana is, tell us everything that you do. Mm. Aviana is a creative being, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a Mm singer-songwriter, and I also model. I'm an actress, and I'm an entrepreneur. I own my own wellness company. It's called Live While Living by Aviana. Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you just all-around creative. All-around creative. All-around. I've tried to stick to one thing because they always say, like, just, you know, stick to one thing. So I had a few years of just, like, only music and trying to kind of silence all of my Gemini rising thoughts about this project and this project. But then it's like, after a couple years, everything just starts sinking back into your brain. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, do it. You know, just, I think it's about like finding not necessarily balance, but harmony. And I think the Lisa Nichols talks about this, about like how um, it's about harmony. Like not everything in your life gets the same amount of percentages. Like something Mm -hmm. might get 70%, something might get like 20%. You know, I think, that's what has like helped me. Yeah. Nice. And I feel like in LA, well, that is true. Yeah. So thanks for sharing that. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like in LA, people, everybody's a creative who yeah. do many things, you mm-hmm. know, like, like myself, actress, model, yeah. host, and then like you, multiple, you do multiple different things. But mm-hmm. in LA, it's hard. To, okay. All the sirens. I know. Yeah. I be tuning it. I don't even be hearing it. I, know. I just be tuning it. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Spike Lee. <laughs> Ever since she said that, I definitely see it. I 100% see it. That's Yeah, for sure. Did you look like Spike Lee? Yeah, one of the guests. Okay, I gotta see the different glass. <laughs> oh, wait, now I kind of see it. Right? I'm seriously. It's scary. Well, y'all see Spike Lee's bank account <laughs> I'm seeing it for you, brother. I'm seeing right. it for you. Exactly. Um, you want me to go back? To- uh, you can go back to the last one. Okay. You do a lot of different things? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, Eviana, you do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those who don't know who Aviana is, tell us everything that you do. So I am a singer-songwriter, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a model, actress, and I own my own wellness company. It's called Live While Living by Aviana. So yeah, entrepreneur vibes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and we were talking a little bit about that earlier, how people people who are creative just don't stick to one thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you start off with one thing, but yeah. that also kind of branches off to 
other creative things that you do. Things. Yeah, especially yeah. in LA. It's like nobody does just one thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Everybody's multifaceted. So Right. I feel like they feed into one another. Like, oh, 100%. you know, me doing some acting, I think is going to help me. It's going to inspire me when I'm on stage like performing my music because it's kind of like, you know, some people view being on stage as filling a role. Yeah. So acting, I think, can feed into that. And if you paint, it can, you know, visually stimulate you to create some lyrics. So I think it's normal for a creative person to be good at many different many types different. of art. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what an artist and an entertainer is, exactly. you know? <laughs> you entertain. Mm-hmm. So um, that's amazing. Okay, so um, you're originally from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. When was it that you knew that you wanted to be in the entertainment industry? Um, it took me a it took me a long time actually to uh, get into entertainment. I've had my life has been such a journey. I've been I've pursued so many different types of industries, and you know I've gone to school for this degree and that degree. Uh, it wasn't until so I got my master's at NYU um, in nice. visual. Thank you, visual culture costume studies. This is like some years ago now. I'm telling my age. Um, <laughs> But um, I back then I was studying uh, fashion history. I wanted to uh, work in museums and do like you know, curate exhibitions and stuff like that. Um, and so I finished this grueling program, and I was super depressed and super just burnt out from grad school and just like living that New York life. Oh yeah, New York can be a lot. I heard. Yeah, it's a lot. And so I think after that, randomly it popped up like within my being like oh I'm gonna go I want to sing I don't don't know where it came from because I was Mm. not like I was not pursuing this at all so you didn't really grow up singing it's kind of well you know what my mom pushed me to be an entertainer when I was like a child but I was I was in like heavy rejection of it you know she wanted me to sing so she would make me sing at talent shows and make me be at these Mm. little pageants and like she would kind of push me to do those things but I would like do it kicking and screaming like Mm -hmm. I just I had really low self-esteem and I just thought my voice didn't sound right Mm -hmm. I was bullied as a kid so I just didn't see what she saw Mm -hmm. you know I didn't see that but I think those seeds that she kept planting when I was a child all of a sudden started to grow and I just so happened to be 27 years old Mm -hmm. and with two degrees and it's just like so you're gonna go sing and you're not gonna do what you paid to go to school for like People thought I was crazy. So she knew, <laughs> but your mom knew that that was yeah. always a talent of yours, uh, yeah. you know? So she's like, okay, we're not going to waste this God-given gift. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Let's tap into it before it's too late, you know? Your parents can see that, you know? And oh, I think yeah. that that's, like, so, um, when I think about uh, African tradition, like, ancient African tradition, when they, or just indigenous cultures, period, when they name their child based on, like, what the elder says that child is going to be when they, like, when they're still in the womb. There yeah. are people, yeah, there are people yeah. who are like, oh, they're going to be this. So they name them something that is. Meaning. To, right. Yeah, because right. your name has meaning. Everyone's I'm, name has meaning. Yes. Yeah. So it's so funny that you mentioned <laughs> that because I actually did a lot of research on that and mm. everything from your middle name to Mm -hmm. your first name, it it all has meaning behind it. So I suggest viewers, if you have not looked up your name, definitely do some research on who you are because uh, it all goes into your purpose and uh, what you were meant to do on this earth. So that's amazing that you know that and your mom knows that. Shout out to mom. Shout out to mom. Shout out to mom. Nice. Okay. So, um, so back to NYU, Mm -hmm. I did read that you lived on the East coast. Mm -hmm. Um, 
When did you exactly transition here to LA and what was it that you felt that LA called you more versus New York? Okay. Uh, so I, so I went to Howard for undergrad. So that was what originally took me mm-hmm. to the East Coast. So, I so you went in, to Howard and NYU? I did. Yes. I shout did. out to the creative with degrees. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to HU because yes. like the black, that black experience mm-hmm. changed my life, changed my life, friendships for life. And yeah, I mean, like I, my niece asked me recently, or she was talking about how when I grow up, I'm going to go to an Ivy League. I was like, go to an Ivy League when you get your master's. Go yeah. to undergrad at oh, HBCU. Yeah. HBCU. Like, get that experience because I'm like, oh, it's yeah. about the schoolwork. It's about the grades, but it's also about like that develops your character, develops like who you are and how you communicate socially with people. Oh, like, I agree. I'm like, I, go to the, go to the uh, HBCU. Agree. But, um, yeah, so I I was that took me to DC when I was seventeen, uh, and I lived in DC for eight years, and then I moved to New York after that. I didn't come to LA until much later. This was um, two thousand nineteen, so wow. it, yeah, it took me a while to finally get to the East Coast. But uh-huh. yeah, two thousand nineteen, and um, this was after I was caregiving for my mom. She had had a stroke um, some years prior, and two thousand nineteen mm-hmm. was my it was like my kind of like my fresh start type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also that that emergence of like, oh, I want to be a singer. So You're I thought creative. L.A., yeah, yeah, like I'm going to go and I want to network and um, meet other creatives and really pursue the music thing. So that's what brought me here. Nice. Mm-hmm. OK, so what was the main difference that you noticed from L.A. to New York? Because. I would say California is more, again, you could kind of be yourself. Everybody's artistic and everybody's more chill versus New York. You can definitely strive for excellence there, but it's very more competitive and aggressive. And, you know, you really have to be on top Mm -hmm. of everything. So, like, what was the the main thing, would you say, that you kind of noticed and enjoyed about California versus New York? So, what I love about L.A. is that, um, to me, it's like a creative's playground. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that uh, you hear these kind of horror stories about like the stereotypical LA person. They're just like so fake. Everybody's so fake. Yeah. It's like, but I'm like, I've been so blessed to really attract the most amazing people into mm-hmm. my life. And I feel like it is, to me, LA is a lot more collaborative. Right. Um, people are very hyped up about like I want to make it I want to make it but but I think because of that it's like oh I want to make it like we want to make it how can we like help each other how can we support one another so we both can make it Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I think it's that kind of vibe that kind of spirit here and um that's what I love about it yeah the collaborative aspect for Mm -hmm. sure it's like who you know you might meet someone who could change your life or will introduce you to this person or that person absolutely and next thing you know you're really living the life of your dreams for real I've never been in a place that has um that I've encountered so many people that have just like randomly dropped uh gems from uh, from myself like just upon first moving here oh you should check out this site you should check out this platform you should get on here like just like helping people mm-hmm. out, you know, I love that. And love that says that a lot LA. about you too. You know, you oh, are what you attract. You. you know what I mean? So I but I will agree you, there is people here who are not so straightforward versus like yeah. New York. They're very, you know, straight to the point. Mm-hmm. But um if you find your people, you definitely find your tribe. Yeah. And once you find your tribe, you're good to go. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, so my next question is 
you describe your music as rock, a rock and soul sound that mm-hmm. explores themes of spirituality and ancient African mysticism, mm-hmm. which is a very creative title. So <laughs> give us a brief summary of what that means to you musically. Okay. Um, so I'll start with the rock soul. So I use that term to describe, um, I guess, my genre. Because mm-hmm. when I first started making music, I kind of classified it as alternative rock. My sound is, I don't know, it's a little complicated. It's always been difficult for me to put it under one umbrella, but that's what Uh, everyone wants you to do. Right. Um, And so, but then, like, I think more recently, it's been like, well, I feel like my music is not just rock. Like, it's it's rock, but it's very soulful as well, but it's not Mm -hmm. neo-soul. So I just say rock soul because I feel like it has both those elements Mm -hmm. in it. And so, yeah, that, that works for me for right now. I don't know about other people, but... That's how I see it. Um, And then the African mysticism, spirituality, uh, it just has to do with my own personal uh, spiritual journey, Um, me diving into what it means to be African and not necessarily know exactly where you came from in Africa, but knowing like that is within you. Right. Uh, I grew up with an uncle who was very super knowledgeable about African history, ancient African history, Mm -hmm. um, African spirituality, and has always, you know, pushed a lot of that information on me over the years. And there came a time in my life where I really took it upon myself to dive into that as well, you know, and a lot of, um, there's a a book called of water in the spirit and it's by Patrice O'May. Mm. And it really talks about kind of the customs and magic that was prominent in his tribe in Burkina Faso. Wow. And reading that, it just really changed my life. And it, it really, I put a lot of, what he talks about that in that book into my music um, and just like my own personal experiences with uh, spirituality. And it just has to do with what I feel like my mission is with my music and my mission as an artist, um, as a, a artist, a black artist, mm-hmm. um, wanting to really inspire more black people to understand the depths of themselves. Yeah to understand where we come from, our history, and that we are connected to the cosmos, that we are connected to so much yeah. bigger, you know? Wow. Yeah, that's that's amazing. You definitely have to know who you are and do your research because, again, you find a lot about, you know, why you do certain things. So shout out to you Absolutely. for digging deep and learning <laughs> about all that. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, okay, so if you could relate yourself to any artist, Aviana, who would it be and why? Mm, or like, I where would, would you say you get some of your inspiration from? I have a few, I think. Um, some of my favorite artists. So I would say Prince, for one. Mm, that's um, a, wow, yeah, that's a new Prince. one, especially as a woman. <laughs> All my favorite, like my top are like men. I don't know why, but... Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like Bob Marley, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Prince. Those are like mm. my top three artists. So I feel like I see myself and I am um, inspired by their music in regards to creating my own music. Mm. Um, so I would say, but specifically Prince, just because, I don't know, he's, he was kind of different. He was yeah. kind of like... And he was also very spiritual. He was very spiritual. I yeah. really like identify how he was able to communicate some really complex spiritual ideas, but then merge them with his beliefs about sexuality mm. and just package them in a Which way. Which was what? What'd you say? Um, it was just to him, sex was about um, getting closer to God. I feel like that was one of his quotes. Like, really? Yeah. That I didn't know. Yeah, it was, a, <laughs> it was like a spiritual thing for him and um, I think that he was very sexual, but it was so much deeper than I think yeah. people realize. And if you listen to the, the lyrics of a lot of his songs, um, you know, he has a lot of symbolism, like doves and, yeah, you know, like there's, a, there's one song, um, Let's Go Crazy. And so there's a part where I've heard it forever as a child, but mm-hmm. I found out the lyrics to, I don't know, it's maybe not Let's Go Crazy, uh, 1999, that song, that song. Mm, okay. Um, <laughs> it's like Better Live Before the Purple Banana does something it's some lyric in there mm. and i was like oh my god i think he's talking about like right you're like this actually hits home <laughs> no like i think well, i think he was just talking about like purple is a spiritual color it's a royal color mm-hmm. and i think it just was about like living life before you die like uh yeah. take, taking this moment on earth to like really do what you came here for basically yeah um, yeah okay. absolutely so next time you listen to the song listen to yeah that right i'm gonna have to actually go back and dig <laughs> like for real it's so cool um but i would say him um Danya luna i don't know if you're familiar, familiar with Danya luna I'm not. she is a lot of people call her like the first black supermodel um, but my people in fashion history, specifically one of my friends would be like, now, you know, better Aviana, like, there, <laughs> there are no first, um, yeah. but, uh, Daniel Luna, there is a new, um, documentary out now it's on HBO, I believe about her life. Really? She was prominent in the sixties. Mm. So like Andy Warhol era, Oh yeah. she was like this giant of a beautiful black woman. Um, she had these like very almond shaped eyes and mm. very uh, different. And she really inspired like the look at the time. And like, really? if, you, if you, when you dive into her, I'm yeah. telling you, you're going to be like, oh I my love God. how you do your research like, on like the classics, you know, like you're like, let me see amazing. who came before me. But she was dope. She was like weird and like no one looked like her at the time. Mm. And um, just very like ethereal and like yeah, yeah. nice okay <laughs> and even uh, Jimi Hendrix he was also very spiritual yeah, as well so absolutely. I can see where you get your inspiration from mm-hmm. that's amazing okay so um, we wrap that up my next question is you also have an EP dropping next year mm-hmm. congratulations Thank on you. that and that is called Love Spills yes um, and I love anything with love in it yes. <laughs> like, because my last name is Breed Love. I'm like, oh, love spells. That yes, sounds that's very me right there. <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting. So tell us 
what can we expect from that and where that inspiration came from? Okay, so Love Spells is actually, um, so it's a film and it's a, um, an EP. Mm. So it is, and it's a project that I thought of, um, I believe I started working on it last year. And it's because my first EP prophecy was about some pretty hard hitting subjects, like really deep into the spirituality. And I wanted to do something that, kind of showed my softer side something mm. that like talked about romantic love like it's still talking about spirituality it's kind of like that prince thing where it's right. like you know little symbols of stuff little mysticism right <laughs> but it's like really expressing like my love for love my love for romantic love and like how I am like such a sentimental like mushy person nice. and so that's where that comes from um and I, I actually so the the film is basically you know how artists will release um like a video for every song on the album but it'd be like a film yeah that's basically what it is so oh. it's three songs three music videos and it's going to tell a story of soulmates um and it's kind of introducing this idea of reincarnation this whole idea of, oh, wow. of meeting with this person who you like you look at them and you're like oh my god i know them like from a past lifetime oh, yeah. And then how this can be misleading in some ways because you you see that and you feel that spark and you think that, oh my God, I'm supposed to be with this person. But right. a lot of times it's yeah. a cycle you're not supposed to repeat or in this lifetime. Or it's meant lifetime. to teach you. Or it's yeah. to teach you something. You have to let it go. Mm -hmm. So it's it's about that. And um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I, yeah. I um, did a fundraiser for it. I've been fundraising for it all year. Kickstarter, Indiegogo. I shot one of the videos in Venice. And then I'm shooting the rest in Accra, Ghana in February. Nice. So, Congratulations. Yeah. That Thank should you. be fun. Yeah, That's, I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out because I also believe in the twin flame and a whole soulmate yeah. and uh, knowing someone from a past life. You know, mm -hmm. but like you said, you think you're meant to be with that person, but it's meant to teach you a lesson. You know, right, and you're not right. always supposed to be together in this lifetime. You no, know, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I definitely want to check that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so speaking of relationships and soulmates and twin flames, um, mm -hmm. is Aviana are is Aviana single? If not, what type of man would capture your heart? Uh, because everyone does say it's yeah. really hard to date in LA. So yeah. I don't know if you would agree or disagree with that. Hmm. Well, um, I am single. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm single. I've been single for a while. Uh, LA dating is interesting. Yeah, everybody LA says. That. <laughs> LA dating is interesting. I think that, yeah, the dates that I go on are far and few between. I think for one, because I don't like apps and a lot of people here use like yeah the apps. i don't believe in that either I, I believe, believe in like face-to-face -face connection yeah. i can't meet someone online and then it's, I, it's so just, stressful it's scary i've tried it a couple times and i'm like this is not for me it's like i just get anxiety from yeah. it like it's just and i think I've, I've gone on one date in my life from apps like uh, it just doesn't work yeah. it doesn't work um but I don't know. I'm optimistic. Mm -hmm. I think like we were talking about earlier, it's about like the energy you put out. Oh, so yeah. I think your person is out there. I think my, the, my person is out there. I think the more that you come into who what you, you are. who you are, yeah. what you deserve, and you get very specific about what it is that you're calling in, I think the closer you get, you get to it, you right. know? And I've seen little remnants because I'm just now, I, I was in LA for three years and I went back to my hometown 
um, of St. Louis. And so now I am transitioning back into LA. So mm-hmm. it's been pretty recent. But since I've been here, I've seen remnants of like, okay, I'm getting closer. Yeah. You know, the so pe- you know your what I mean? highest self. I'm getting, you're attracting exactly, like-minded people. Exactly. So he's coming. <laughs> he's coming. Like it's like it hasn't been the person, but even like on the dates, you just get like, okay, this is closer. This right. is a little bit more yeah. towards what I and want. And that's a very positive way to look yeah. at it. Because again, you take something from everything that you mm-hmm. experience in life. You're like, okay, this is what I do like, this mm-hmm. is what I don't this is like. What I don't you know, like. that way when you do meet that person, yeah. you already know exactly what you're looking for. And yes. you'll know if that's the person for you or absolutely. if it's not the person for you. So um, absolutely. what type of person would you say would capture your heart or that you're looking for? Oh, Deja. Um, <laughs> I'm getting a little personal. I'm getting a little personal. But. Um, I think, you know, at the top of the list would be, like, kind. Kind, very sweet. Um because no one likes a mean person. No yeah. one wants to be with someone who's like... Can't make you laugh or you doesn't know what I mean? laugh. And Too I've serious. had experiences <laughs> like that where it's like, you're not very nice. You know, so I want someone who's going to be like, you like you're, like not very, <laughs> you're not very nice. Um, and I'm like, like I, I want to be around you. You're right. not a nice person. You know like, what I mean? Like, I'm like, I want someone who is like sweet to me and kind mm-hmm. to me and um fine of course you know I want a, a fine <laughs> fine gentleman that I just can't stop looking at um but like you know trustworthy business oriented you know spiritual spiritual all those things like I I really want um someone who's going to teach me like as an entrepreneur I'm having to learn so yes. much and I'm like oh you my gotta God. be able to learn from the person I too love to um, be with someone yeah. who's like very just sharp and intelligent and like can help to build me up in a way to become an even better person. And I hope to do the same thing for the person that I'm with. Right. So, yeah. Well said. Well, you're, <laughs> again, your man is out there. Yes. Fellas, she is single. <laughs> so definitely hit her. <laughs> okay. So um, as we kind of come to, you know, I wrap this up. This mm-hmm. has been an amazing interview. Um, uh, let's dive into really quickly your acting career. So you were also an actress. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the whole SAG strike has been going on for a while now. Mm-hmm. And it's finally came to an end. Thank God. Yes. Uh, but tell us, how did you hold up during the strike? And um, how would you say you maintained a positive outlook? And if so, wh- how what would you say kind of motivated you to kind of keep that faith and inspiration during such a tough time? This is the thing. Well, you know, I'm not, so I'm not, technically SAG. Um, and I wasn't here in LA mm. for most of the strike, but then okay. just transitioning back into LA where the strike was being uh, held, I guess like towards the end, it's over now. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's just been about, you know, showing my support in whatever way I can for the people who are out there on the front lines, um, fighting for you know, right. what's right, yeah. you know, fighting for what's right. Um, you know, still kind of auditioning here and there, but like really not wanting, kind of consulting with my people who are SAG, like what can I do that is not in violation of the strike, Yeah. Um, but still sh- uh, show my support. Um, so I think that that's really been what I've been doing. You know, I I feel like I've come back to LA at a really great time. Like yeah. now the strike is is over, over. yeah. and uh, I'm just like looking to get to work and looking mm-hmm. to collaborate more. So, Amazing. Well, yeah. well said. Definitely appreciate the support. Like you said, you know, just even being a, that light in the mm-hmm. world during such a tough time, I feel mm-hmm. like everyone needed that because yeah. so many people were just 
giving up, you know? Because yeah. it's like, this is their livelihood. You exactly. know how they make their money and just exactly. to kind of get shut down and be out of work for such a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty stressful. Yeah. I'm like myself included, but I'm like, let me try to just inspire while also inspiring myself exactly. and being positive. Exactly. Like, okay, this is temporary. When we do come back, it's mm-hmm. something that's going to make us stronger, you know? Exactly. And we'll be much happier because things would be solidified, you know, right, we're not right, taking right. advantage of. So that's amazing. Um, okay. So next, you're also the owner of a health and wellness platform, mm-hmm. Live While Living by Aviana. Tell us about that company and what exactly you offer. So Live While Living by Aviana, it is, it's a wellness brand. And it started off with us just selling like loose leaf herbal tea blends. Mm -hmm. And this year I rolled out tea meditations and I've been facilitating them all year. And they've been been very successful. And they're basically where I, you know, have a group enjoy one of the teas from the collection. And we work with the herbs, work with um, the different properties within the herbs and how they relate to different parts of our bodies and just becoming more aware of our bodies Mm -hmm. and how we can like intentionally work with the medicine. Um, And so that's what we do now. Um, We are, I'm going to be putting out a couple of eBooks soon. And then next year, uh, going, stepping into this essential oil space, like wanting to really like launch some like healing essential oils, but the company came out of, you know, some struggles that I had uh, from asthma and then as well as caregiving for uh, for my mom after a stroke. Mm. So a lot of what I did during that time, and I was living in St. Louis at the time, uh, was I kind of dived into natural medicine, dived into uh, plant medicine, mm. meditation, just like all things like Holistic. aware. Yeah. all yeah. Th- You know, and so that was such an extreme time. And so then coming to LA and kind of coming out of that, um, this was a way of starting this company was a way of me really documenting some of the knowledge that I acquired during that time. I had a lot of elders that were pushing me to like, you should like get into the medical space and you oh, wow. should, you know, lay hands on people. And I'm like, I'm not trying to lay hands on nobody. <laughs> yeah, you're a uh, healer. I'm a very sensitive yeah. person. And so it was like, well, let me start with tea. Uh-huh. And so I was like, well, I'll make my first offering tea. And um, it's done very well. I have four different blends now. Uh, and yeah, I just hope and not even just hope. I know that it will continue to grow and expand and will continue helping, you know, helping people to get more in tune with themselves and to heal naturally so amazing well yeah you sound like you're definitely a healer (laughs) yeah so shout out to you for you know and helping people and making Mm -hmm. their life a better one as well yeah i'm definitely gonna have to check out the tea oh my god absolutely (laughs) i'm like meditation tea tea. party right i'm like this definitely sounds like something right up my alley um okay well as we kind of wrap this up what can we expect next from Aviana? So what do you have on the way besides your EP or should that should be the main thing we should kind of look I mean, out the for? The EP, but I mean, just looking out for the fact that like we're getting bigger and better every day, yeah. you know, like look forward to, you know, more Aviana on camera, mm-hmm. in front of the camera, films, performing on bigger stages. Coachella, do you hear me? Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and just like expanding my company, expanding uh, Live While Living by Aviana, um, ex- uh, expanding my um, world of entertainment like even further and 
finding that lucky someone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I would love to see you on like a dating show, like interviewing everybody. Like, all oh, right, that would scare me. <laughs> <laughs> it would be overwhelming. Like, who's the perfect guy for Aviana? Oh, God. That's a nice thought, though. Nice. <laughs> well, thank you for all that info. My last question, last but not least, mm-hmm. if you could leave any future entrepreneurs with any piece of advice or any inspiring creatives, um, originally okay. from the Midwest, like you and mm-hmm. I, uh, just mm-hmm. who have a dream but don't even know where to start, mm-hmm. uh, what would you say? I would say... Um, connections. I think relationships are one of the biggest parts of running a business. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not just about, I mean, it's about keeping your head down and just plugging away every day, but it's also about the people you meet and not just like what they can do for you, but like how you all can have an exchange. And um, yeah, I think that the success of my business has come from relationships and communicating with others and getting my message out there and um so yeah I feel like that's the most important part and keeping the faith I feel like if you were given the vision to be an entrepreneur you were given that vision for a reason yeah and at times it can feel like why the hell am I doing this like this is crazy should I just get a regular job? Exactly. Like, we all You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like, you have to know that the work, the sweat and tears that you're putting in today, like, it could be two years from now, you could be a millionaire. You know what I mean? All because you took, Plant those all, seeds. you know, you planted the seeds and you followed God's directions and you stayed the course and you stayed on your path and you trusted. You know, I think that's the biggest thing also is, is trust. You have to trust that if you are doing the work, the money will come. If you are doing the work, you'll be provided for, you know, yeah. and you'll be supported. So Nice. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all this inspirational info with us and just your journey as uh, I will say you're a healer <laughs> and just even coming from the Midwest and going to New York and, and following your dreams. So yeah. shout out to that. Tell everybody where's the best place to find you. Social so the to best keep up with all that you're doing. Me, <laughs> uh, will be so my website avianapureroot.com a v i a n a pureroot.com. Um, uh, my wellness business website, which is live while living by aviana.com, and then Instagram um, Aviana Pure Root on Instagram and live while living by aviana on Instagram as well. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) You also can check her and I out on Sisterhood in America, which is on MBT. I would definitely have to pitch that, uh, (laughs) where you can also see her having amazing conversations with other inspirational ladies. So definitely check that out. And I will attach all of that info at the bottom of the screen, as well as Aviana's info, so you can keep up with her. So that wraps us up for Deja Brie Love Presents, and I will see you next week with another inspirational guest and amazing topic. Bye, guys.